2011. I'm Wong Hsu, 733 here on the West Coast. And I will be calling Patricia here really soon. But let's say a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the station. Look after Kim and Bill and Beth. And thank you for all the upcoming good things that will happen to the station this year, if it's in your will. Bless all the listeners and supporters. And thank you for letting us have a good show tonight. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Here's some music while we get Patricia. Turn West Brown down, and hello, Patricia. Happy Saturday, Walden. Hi, everybody. It's Saturday again. Are you ready for us? I don't know if they're no, ready for us or not. I jumping up and down. <laughs> but at least they, they, should, they should at least have us for the next 35 hours or so. Yeah, or so, yeah. Well, I just stopped by to say goodnight because I'm on my way to bed. <laughs> well, gosh, and I took two naps today just to get ready for tonight. Did Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Did you really? Yep. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if I slept during the first nap, but at least I, I know I did for the second nap. I don't think you can have a nap unless you actually sleep. Well, what do you call? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. That's true. Well, you were sure wild last week. Does this mean we're not going to have wild Walden this week? Well, it might be worse. You never know. Just never know what tickles me. 
I hope to tell you, you were a rascal last week. <laughs> you give you no sleep, and we just have to sit... What did I do? What did I do? Or Walden? What did I do wrong? What did I do? You did nothing wrong. You just did everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are frisky last week, and you were a lot of fun, so I hope you saved some fun for us. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. You know, I just know uh, the way I... Well, you take a nap, sometimes you're just a little, you know, a little slow at the beginning. But in my case, that's a good thing, because by uh, 3 in the morning, Patricia time, I'll be totally wide awake and ready to go. 714-545, if you hear that sigh from Patricia, 2071. She knows she's in for a long, long night. Long, long night. Well, we've got some fun stuff for a theme tonight. 545-2071. Oh, I thought you gave the rest of it. Well, just twice. Just in case we have a new listener or something. Just in case. And if we do have a new listener, you automatically get radio shows, and you get them only if I mail them, so everybody should be looking for theirs starting around Tuesday next week. Oh, my goodness. Um, but honest, they're all made. They just... You know, they, they sit in their little envelopes and wait for me to get out to a mailbox somewhere. Um, so anyway, if you're a brand new caller, if you've never called Walden and me before, by all means, pick up the phone, give us a call, say hi, and just by saying hi, I get to send you some radio shows. You can't be a better offer than that. You cannot do that. Uh -huh. And if you decide you want to play trivia with us and you answer one of my trivia questions correctly... I can send you more radio shows. More stuff. And stuff. Yeah, we've got we've got stuff tonight. My goodness. I'm afraid I, I overdid it. We've got enough to keep us probably until August 15th. <laughs> so. Now, now those of you who expect to call early, I suggest you to do it this Saturday because the next two Saturdays, Patricia will come on just a little later than, than normal. So That's right. So, uh, and then I'm, I will be out of town February 20th, Patricia. Put that on your calendar. Yeah. I got a business trip to make up to Seattle. Well, I'm sorry. Um, this is just not acceptable. I know. Well, yeah, you, can, you can come with me. So there's no show on the 20th? Of February, yeah. <gasps> oh, we're going to get calls about that. I know. I know. I know. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to earn this. I'm trying to put us in. The, I'm trying to set up a deal that we can all make a living at it. In that case, you can go. <laughs> This is very Yes, I, 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 I am working on su supporting the family here. i got to go find some more work to, to pay for this postage on the stamp for Patricia. 714-545-2071. And uh, next week I have a alumni association. <clears throat> don't, patro don't tell Patricia, but it's, it's take it to a basketball game. So I'll be home. Yeah. A little bit after midnight Eastern time, and we'll get on the air. So that's an S word. When is that? <laughs> I missed it. I, you know, you talk an S word, and my brain gets all scrambled. I know that's a week from tonight. Uh, my my, uh, the university is giving out free basketball tickets to our, our alumni day. So I'm off to see the the ant eaters. Well, that's the fourth um, the fourth Saturday, and we normally start late anyway, right? No. Well, yeah, but the last but the last Saturday. It's when the um, Colorado clubs, I'll run the Colorado and all those guys show on the 29th. Well, I just hope everyone is listening to what you are doing here. We've got a late show two weeks in a row. Uh -huh. And then you're not going to be here. On the 20th. 
Well, neither am I. That's a Sunday. Oh, good. The 19th. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Are you, uh, you're positive, right? Yeah, it looks like it. I just got to go book, book the airline tickets, but it looks pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, if you go on the 20th, I'm not here either, and, and that'll be cool. Well, you'll be happy to sit in for me. <laughs> You've got all the buttons. I know. I know, I do. You have all the buttons. 714-545-2071. Give us a call. Give us a, give us a, a ring-a-ling-a-ling or a ding-a-ling-ding or whatever they call the version of a telephone ring. A ringy-dingy, I think. A ringy-dingy or a ding Call early, call fast. I want to tell you what our theme is for tonight before we even do anything else. I think this is really cool. Is it super-duper cool? Super cool. All right. What do you got? What do you got? What do you Money. got? What do you got? Isn't that a great theme? Money? Yeah. Saving money as kids. How did you earn money? Coin collections, currency, coins, in particular, piggy banks, mechanical banks, dime saver cards, just anything at all that had to do especially with coins. What did you do with coins? How did you get your coins? What did you do with your coins? Did you buy bubble gum? Did you... Shovel sidewalks, my goodness. <laughs> we could all make a living out there shoveling sidewalks. And, this, and please, anybody in the Northeast, just give us a call and let us know you're okay. My gosh, you poor folks, you have just been hammered half to death. All right, Patricia, what did you do to earn penny, nickel, dimes, and quarters? <sighs> everything. I mean, really, everything. I did servile labor. <laughs> <laughs> I was in servitude. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and this was, I started working when I was in eighth grade and did clerical work after school. I worked all through high school. Uh-huh. And when I say I worked all through high school and I worked through college, I mean, I did everything from babysitting to clerical work to, oh, gosh, I think I even painted somebody's garage one time. How about that? I mean, if it if it was there and it, and I could earn a couple of dollars and, and pay for my books and stuff, I did it. You were a good kid. I was a good kid. Yeah. I really was. I scrubbed floors. I I even ironed somebody's shirts. You know, I got paid by the shirt. So <laughs> there is no such thing as no work. Honest to goodness. So yeah, you know, what was, and I'm what, what, I got through school. What was your favorite job as a kid? As a kid? Yep. My favorite job as a kid, mm-hmm. probably selling Girl Scout cookies. Hey, that's a good deal. We never got a sample either. Uh, it wasn't a job. You yeah. know, I mean, that was that was something you did because yeah. you were a Girl Scout. Yeah. What, what did Boy Scouts sell? You didn't have Boy Scout cookies. No. Nope. We generally have fireworks stands. If, if a lot of troops would, uh, which is, you know, practically you don't see fireworks stands run in, hardly anymore in the country, but that... I was always told the Boy Scout thing. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got to parade around with cookies and you guys got the fireworks? I know. I know. There is no justice in this world. Not in Mudville. <laughs> there is no, what, what was this? There is no joy in Mudville? Uh-huh. Is that the tale? Yep. Yes. Okay. There, yep. there is no joy. And does, that was, any, does, that was an S situation, wasn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. Does anybody know what famous poem that came from? Yes. Um, let me think. You yes, think, you yes, think you I know? do. You think you know? 
Yeah, I do, but I'm not going to say it. I bet somebody else would. That was the only poem I ever did in school. No joke? Uh-huh. My sixth grade teacher asked us to read poem, and so that was the one I chose to do. Oh, you chose? Oh, I see. Okay, mm -hmm. it wasn't the only one you had to learn something about. No, I really never had poetry in school. They didn't make you do on the 18th of April in 75, Hardly a Man is Now Alive type stuff? Nope. Never did. You got robbed. Yeah. Either that or I got punished for something <laughs> I didn't do. <laughs> I have never been a poetry person. Uh, it's, I, it's just, it goes right past me. It's over my head. Um, with the, with something, something like Longfellow, he did some really nifty stuff. Yeah. When you talked about the 18th of April in 75, there was not too much room for misunderstanding that he was talking about 18th, April 18th, 1875. But um, I'm, I'm just not a poetry person. When I was teaching writing, I would tell people everything is game. Everything is game except poetry. I am such a dunce. I couldn't tell good poetry from awful stuff. So I certainly wasn't a good teacher. So that, even, that was not high on your top list of teaching people how to do poetry, huh? It wasn't on my list. Never mind high. It just wasn't even on there at all. <laughs> Terrible stuff. Uh, hey, we need some phone calls. What did you... You know what? Oh, today I went out and I looked... I said, I'm asking about piggy banks, and I know that there are lots of other things that people saved money in. And I found um, Uncle Sam Cash Register Bank, I think they called it, Cash Register Bank. And it took nickels, dimes, and quarters, and it looked just like an old-fashioned cash register. We had an Uncle Sam uh, figurine, and he put the coin in his hand. And, oh. and, and, and then he would drop it into his suitcase. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. How about mechanical ones? Did anybody have a mechanical bank? I know there were things, you know, like, as you say, with, um, you know, dropping it in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if piggies had, had anything, you know, but, oh, oh, I did come across one. You put the coin in the slot. And it's just like a regular piggy bank. Yep. When you put the coin in the slot, it tipped a hat up. So it was like he was tipping his hat because you put the coin in there. I guess it dropped onto a, a little lever mm -hmm. and depressed it, and the hat popped up. I We had a, uh, what would it, well, the bubble gum machine count? Well, if it's got, if, <laughs> is that how you made money? No, just sit there and put, you know, put your allowance in it, get your gum, and there you go. And at least you knew where your money was. Who got to collect the money? We did. You mean you got bubble gum and your money back? Uh-huh. This is a deal. <laughs> oh, I mean, I want to find the patent on your parents. We also had a coin safe. Okay, I saw I saw that mentioned, but I don't know. I couldn't find a picture of them. What hmm. did it look like? Uh, I could, maybe four by four and four inches deep or so, and you could put coins in the top. Uh -huh. And it's where you save your money, if you want to get it out, so you just open the combination, and there you go. It had a combination. Uh -huh. These cash register thingies had a lever. Yeah. You put a coin in, and you pull down on the lever, and just like the old cash registers, there were numbers that spun. And it would record how much you put in. If you put in a dime, it would add 10 cents. So when you looked at the front of this, the amount that was inside the bank was always there. Oh, I have, that just remind me of a family story. Ah, well, these things would open at $10. Yeah. 
You could not get into it unless you had $10 in the bank. I mean, there just was no way. If you tried to get in through the slot that was in the back, it was um, oh, like a little door that you pushed in. Uh-huh. And if you tried to do that, it would literally break the bank. And it wouldn't operate anymore. You could not put any more money in. You couldn't, it, it, you know, it was, it was just a mess. But if you went past the $10, you had to wait for the next you had to wait until you had $20 in there. So, for example, if you had $9.80 in your bank and you put in a quarter, that would have brought it up to a $10.05 and it would be locked up again. It had to be exactly $10 before the, the back door would open. That would be the release. And then as soon as you put more money in, it would lock up again. My uncle Yamaha was a, is, is a notorious tease in our family. Uh-huh. And when my mom and uncle Jim, my mom had a cash register like you describing. Uh-huh. But, you know, if you move it, it'll ring a bell kind of thing um, okay. when you open it up. Yes. So it was upstairs, and they would have dinner. And so if my mom had to do chores, oh, Jim would always, because he knew he could make her ring her bell, go upstairs and pull the cash and hear the little bell. And my mom, now he's trying to get my money. Oh, gee. Yeah. Actually, in order to make the bell ring, I guess he had to put money in, didn't he? Well, I don't know. Just open it up. So who knows? Oh, that's funny. Okay, what kind of a bank did you have when you were kids? What did you do to earn the money that went into the bank? Um, heisting isn't a legitimate. <laughs> 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 if anybody heisted a bank, <laughs> I don't want to know about it tonight, please. Thank you. I want to find my family members. <laughs> Wait, bank. do you have anybody out there who, who is armed and dangerous? Yeah, are you a bank robber? Uh-huh. Out with Bugsy Siegel. Yeah. Rob Banks, John Dillinger Rob Banks, didn't uh-huh. he? Yeah. He was a bank robber, and Bonnie and Clyde, and yeah. who else? Bugsy, did, did Bugsy and his gang rob banks, or were they, they just kind of mobsters? I think they were mobsters. So they, you know, like insurance. Yeah. Go around and yeah. pay us and nothing will happen yeah. to you guys. Okay. Um, who else was a bank robber? 714-545-2071. What do you think about the old, in the Wild West, that's when they really had the banks. The yeah. bank robberies. But I can't think of anybody in modern time. I don't know. Did that, Billy the Kid killed men. He yeah. didn't rob banks. Yeah, Billy Kid killed guys. Yeah. 714-545-2071. So number the really a Dalton gang? Yep, the Dalton gang, correct. Did they rob banks? Oh, Jesse James robbed banks. Yep. Jesse, I, what was his brother's name? Jesse and who? The James. James, James. I think it was James. Jesse, Jesse James and it was... James was their last name. It was Jesse James and... Who was his brother? Yeah, the other one. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think it was Ford. The other one. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Ford that killed him. I'm trying to think of his, his first name. Hello there, you're on the air. Hi, it was Frank James, by the way. Hello, Fred. Hi. It was who? Say that again. Jesse and Frank James. Frank. Frank, thank you Frank. so much. Frank. And you want modern day bank robbers? How about Patty Hearst? Oh, that's a good one. That was an interesting one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Besides John Dillinger, Rob Banks. Yeah, he did. And well, who else? Robbers are generally not nice people, but do you know about the guy in the wheelchair about eight years ago? No. Yes, it was seven or eight years ago. I listened to a radio station that had stupid 
criminal stories. And it used to do that as a daily feature. Oh, you mean like, the, I mean, it's not like a... a That was a true story about this guy who's in a wheelchair and goes in this bank with a shotgun across his lap. You're kidding. And goes to rob the, the, the in there to rob the bank, you know, and he, and he shoots off the shotgun and gets everybody down on the ground and he goes up, tries to go up to the window and the electric wheelchair malfunctioned and he went right out the door and right down a flight of stairs. Oh my God. The cops come and capture him. And while he's in jail, he's suing the wheelchair company. Now, I, I have to ask, how is he going to make his getaway? <laughs> I don't know. I remember, the great, I remember Paul Harvey had a great story where a, a robber was breaking inside the house and fell, fell down and hurt himself. And he sued the, the owner of the property. And he sued the owner of the property. And there, there, was, there was one um, guy broke through a window to rob a house. Mm -hmm. And cut himself very badly, and he sued and won. Yeah, I like to wonder if this guy won this suit too. Um, this wheelchair company. It's just amazing. We had one uh, Denny Dimwit who uh, wrote out a "Give me your money and nobody gets hurt" type message on the back of one of his own deposit slips. Yeah. I mean, it had his name on it, his address. Yeah. Oh, his home deposit. Oh, yeah, there we go. One own deposit slip, yeah. I have one bank robber story. Uh, the friend of a family, a great friend, Mary, was a sort of a, a character. My mom knew her from work. And she was a, a take-charge take kind of gal. Well, she walked inside of a bank. And remember, this is California. Everybody, everybody was laying on the floor. And she, not taking naps. Yeah, she thought, and, the, and she saw these guys holding guns and everybody laying on the floor. And she walked in and told her, you lay on the floor. No, I'm not going to lay on the floor. I'll go over here and sit in the chair. She thought they were filming a movie. <laughs> oh. She didn't really catch on until a few minutes later. Oh, she was really with it, huh? Uh-huh. Listen, somebody even looks like they can hurt me. Yeah. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> my life is far more valuable than my car. Actually, most things in this world are more valuable than my car. But um, I, I tell you, oh my. Did you have a bank when you were a kid? I sure did, but it was nothing fancy. I can remember it, though. It was an old iron, it was a replica of a treasure chest, but it was tiny. And I can remember, for the most part, the top didn't even broke it off it, but I, I kept it. I had the top of the two pieces. And it was all metal on the outside, and little wood inside, and just a little box. Uh-huh. You remember they used to sell taffy, um, sushi rolls that way. Remember, if you, if you bought a container of sushi roll, after you ate the candy, it, you could make it into a sushi roll bank. Oh, no, I never, never saw those. Mm -hmm. Did not know that. I did find some banks. Fred, maybe you can help me with this if um, your family had it or talked about it. There were syrup bottles that um, shaped like, oh, like Mrs. Butterworth, but, but short and squat. And they had caps that had a slot 
on the top. So when you were finished with syrup, you washed it out and you had a bank, a glass bank. Oh, cool. Yeah, and the soda bottles. Some of the soda bottles came that way. They had uh, fairly large caps on them. And when you were finished with the soda, you could punch a hole. It, it already had the slit there. So there were soda bottles that had that. Boy, I mean, there were banks. Wow. Okay. No other kids saved pennies did, and nickels. What did Phil McGee and Molly use at their, at their bank? Oh. Oh, my closet. No, oh, no. Sugar bowl. <laughs> yep, the sugar bowl. Yeah, that was pretty popular. Yeah. I, I, as if you could hide it. Well, I suppose the sugar bowl was safe because nobody could buy sugar <laughs> During the war, they were all empty bowls. But there was always a joke about uh, the money is in the sugar bowl, or he stole the money from the sugar bowl. Everybody put their money in the sugar bowl. Why wouldn't the burglar look there first? Well, I'm going to have, uh, I think, oh, I should have shortly, the bank that Wallen described for sale on my website. No joke? No, no joke. Uh, my dad, I told you before, my dad, after he retired from the banking business, baker business, went into the garage sale business where he'd go to all these auctions and buy all this junk. And when he died, he left me two barns full of goodies. And I'm slowly going through them and selling them on, selling stuff on eBay. And my prep box downstairs, I got just such a bank where you, you put the little the coin in Uncle Sam's hand and he drops it in his briefcase. I'll be darned. So where can people find your handle on eBay? The way they can search for your items, Fred? Uh, my store is called... Uh, Fred's, and right now it's rather small. I don't have a lot. Okay. It's called uh, Fred's Cool Corner. Fred's Cool Corner. And I'm going to, uh, right now I think I got like 130 items on there. Um, I want to get a lot bigger though. I got, I got, I probably got 20,000 items in these barns. I just got to go through them and do it. Wow. And you've a lot of fun though, just going through this stuff. Yeah, and you know, I guess it would be as long as as long as you've got the thought that you've got a place to put it. That's the problem is after you put it in the store, storing it, so that after you sell it, you can go get it and and know right where it is. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest problem I'm running into. Wait, I'm. I got a trailer out there. I'm trying to get that cleared out, and then maybe start using that for storage. But you know, a lot of the stuff I get, I just throw away because it's broke or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to sell something that's not, you know. What's the neatest item you found in the barn that you decided to keep? I decided to keep. Well, I almost want to keep everything when I come across it. Uh -huh. uh, thing you found? Kept, uh, kept a few things. Oh, a uh, portable, uh, I thought it was cool because I'm, I'm one of these people that don't like the cold. <laughs> You're in the right part of the country <laughs> for it, too. Portable car, car heater. They used to use them in Volkswagens, and what it was was, you, you, this, I think they had it before they had car heaters, you'd plug them into your lighter, huh? and it's nothing but a big hole. You plug it into your car lighter, and this hole blows out heat. And what they would do is they'd stick it on the dash of their windshield, and it would defrost your windshield. So it was pulling power from the battery, though? Yeah. Um, did that, we're talking like a bunch of years ago here, right? Had to be, yeah. I mean, this had to be, I would guess it's from the 40s or 50s. All right, that's a bunch of years ago. What what kind of uh, drain or strain did it put on the batteries? Well, apparently not that big a one. I mean, I don't know about the batteries 40s or 50 years ago, but my roommate used it because 
his uh, heater, his defroster, wouldn't work that great. So I let him use it last winter. He said it worked great. Oh, but that's a, that's not a battery that you would have to keep water in. You know, and, and, and I don't know. I don't know what that effect would be. Um, Interesting. Well, idea. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that's pretty nifty. That was cool. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. I came across the train set that I wanted to keep, but I couldn't. I didn't justify it, so I sold it. Uh, I sold an old cash register overseas. It was a 19... Uh, 19... I looked it up. 1914? Um, what was the cash register company that's really big? I can't remember their name now. Oh, gee. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's out you, of my head. Do you have any jukeboxes there? Um, nope, they did have one. They got rid of it. I don't know if they still got everyone out in the barn or not. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the cash register. They were a huge cash register company. It's, it's enormous. Let me, let me see if I can find it on it. Are there any old radios? Are there any old radios out in the barn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I came across the, uh, in fact, I talked to Bill and, and uh, once about the value of this thing. I ended up selling it. Offline cheap because what happened it was a 19, it was a 1930s Philco. Oh wow. 30s or 40s. Uh huh. It stood about, oh, I don't know, three feet high. Um, but when I went to plug it in, because I like to try stuff, right. it was one of the old cloth cords. Right. And the whole cord just caught on fire, yeah, shut it out. Yeah, they don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, so I, what I wanted to do was rewire it mm -hmm. with a regular cord and see if it worked, and some guy came by and saw it, offered me 20 bucks for it, I was taking up space, and apparently he takes them all apart and puts them back together. Mm -hmm. So I sold it to him. I uh, said, so you got a better home for it than I got. So it's just gonna... And then I came across I got a couple of old record players. I kept one of them mm -hmm. so I could play my LPs. Uh, and I came across one that there was a record player, AM, FM, an 8-track player. Oh, wow. In one unit? Yeah, all in one unit. And what was cool is it had a strobe light in the speaker. Oh, yeah. So the light would go to the music. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. When did that nut... That's kind of cool. Like, um, that is hard to sell. I don't, I don't really sell stuff like that online because it's so much to ship it. Yeah. That it's worth... It's, it costs more to ship it than what people are willing to pay for the item, you know? Um, so generally stuff like that I'll have it, I'll sell it at a garage sale or, or take to an auction or something. Uh, I've got downstairs right now, and it's in my store, I got it for $10, it's a little, I don't know if you've heard of a Nesto, they're real big on figurines. E-N-E-S-C-O. No. They put out a bunch of figurines. Now I got a little 8 inch angel. Um, I had to re-glue her wings back on, but she's like eight inches high, beautiful piece, and she plays, uh, uh, Amazing Grace. Wow. It's a, a music box? Piece. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Fred, is that a music box? What's that? Was that a music box? Well, it's not a box. It's just a little angel figurine. So where does the music come from? You push, uh, you push the, the bottom of it, the bass. Yeah. There's a little thing on the bottom, you just push it, and it starts playing. So I guess it's inside the angel. 
the mechanism for the music or the bass. It might be in the bass. It's like it's like a round circular bass. Anybody who would sell a squirrel is okay in my book. <laughs> um, if you tell me it's inside the angel, that's cool. I got all kinds of cool stuff. It's amazing. I come, and I, what's even more amazing is I come across stuff, and I got a whole box of it. It's called the What the Hell Is It box. I don't know what it is. Just some weird old stuff. Well, you know, sometimes weird old stuff are the major finds of the century. Exactly. That's why I don't just discard that stuff. I, I no. keep box and I ask people, do you know what this is? Do you know what that is? Like, I had no idea what a plumb bob was. Oh, shoot, I know what a plumb bob is. A what? A plumb bob. I never had any idea what a plumb bob was. I know what a plumb bob is. What is a plumb bob, Patricia? Okay, plumb Patricia, you're up. at the end of a string, and it gives you um, the, the correct, it, it'll be perfectly vertical when it drops down, and it will give you the right balance at the bottom. I, it's on a string, right? <laughs> it's what, was the, what they used for levels before they had levels. Yeah. It's how they level things. Yeah. I think Patricia. I, no I think Patricia found your uh, cash register. What, what, was it what, was it, what was it called? The National Cash Register Company. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was like a 1914 National Cash Register. I sold that for that was my biggest sale. I got uh, I got almost three hundred dollars for that. Wow. Uh, I guess apparently a person over in uh, no 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 that wasn't three hundred. It was because I remember it cost. He paid 150 for it from me, and then I looked into shipping it because he was doing a shop over in uh, England, I guess it was, and he wanted everything in the shop to be contemporary with a certain period. Oh, okay, okay. He couldn't find a cash register, and he saw mine online, and so he, he bought it, and then I looked into shipping it, and it was going to be like 300 bucks to ship it. Nice. So I called, I wrote him back, and I said, look, you know, I mean, I, I'll give you your money back. I can understand if you don't want to buy this thing now. Um, but, I, you know, I had $90 in my shipping. I, this was when I first started. I was really naive. And I wrote back, I said, I can't afford, I, I miscalculated the shipping. It's going to be like $300 to ship it overseas. And, I, you know, I can't do that. I'll lose money on the deal um, if I give it to you for $90. You've got you to pay the shipping, or, or I'll give you your money back. Either way you want to do it. And uh, he wrote me back, basically, that's how I found out what he wanted it for. He said, well, you know, it's an awful lot of money, but I really can't find anything else, so go ahead and ship it. So this guy ended up paying like 400 and some odd dollars for this thing. It must have gone, gone by boat. Yeah, I had to have. Yep. Those things were heavy. Well, like incredibly heavy. How much did it mark? Some of them were made of iron. Was this one made of iron? It was cast iron. It had the old, uh, you push the number down and the number card would pop up. Yes, okay. It wasn't even electronic. The only parts that were, that were missing was the glass in front of the numbers. Okay. was missing. Um, and it needed a cleaning. I mean, I cleaned it the best I could, but it, the inside could definitely use a cleaning. Sure, sure. I should have gotten into it and stuff, you know? WD-40 is the greatest thing that anybody ever invented. Oh, yeah, Dad loved that stuff. Is, Boy. is Vermont still known for auctions and, and things for people to look for uh, for goodies? Is that still a big deal? People? Oh, I don't know because I don't do it. Uh-huh. Um, I used to do it. I mean, Dad did it all the time. Right. But I have no need to because I got so much stuff now uh -huh. that... 
I, I, you know, I, I have enough out there that keep me busy for four lifetimes, probably. So you don't feel like you have to go somewhere to sell your, your merchandise, you pretty much... Well, see, that's... Sometimes, yes, and I would like to look into that a little uh -huh. bit further. But I don't have any way to get stuff there. Uh -huh. I don't have a truck or... My bigger stuff, I would like to take to, like, an auction or... And, and now, and I have done a couple. I mean, they do have them here. They have, uh... We have one here in town every year for the... For the rotary... And what they'll do is the rotary will give you half of what they get for it. Right. And they get the other half. Right. I sold some things there. Uh, and, and a lot of times I'll have sales myself. If I get like nine or, you know, 15 or 20 big items cleaned up that, you know. And we also have a day here where we have town-wide yard sales. Uh-huh. And I'll do that and sell some of my bigger items. Um... And a lot of people are like, you know, they want to go in the barn and buy all this little stuff. And I'm like, no, because I can get more for that on eBay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was selling, I swear to God, I don't know if it's a collector, if, if they collect them over in Germany or what the big thing is. But when I first started, I was doing auctions instead of the store. And I was, I was getting, you know those old Gillette razors? Uh-huh. You know, the, the ones that we, you, you had, that, like, from the 60s where you literally put the blade in, you know. I know. I had to find one for my brother. I was getting 20 25 bucks a piece for those. Oh, my goodness gracious. And most of them were going to Germany. If you, if you, uh, really? Yeah, and I don't know what the thing is. I don't know if it's a, if it's a collector, if they collect them over there. I don't know what the deal is. But You can, you can still buy new ones. So that in a yard sale, I'm lucky to get a quarter a piece for them. Wow, you can still buy new ones, but the new ones start at $28. These are old ones. We're talking... Yeah. Yeah, we're talking... Uh, you know, like 1940s? 50s, 60s. I just sold a Polaroid camera. From, this is one of the few things I bought. I was coach. I coached basketball, and it was the last game, one of the last games of the year. We were over in a town called Windsor, and the senior class was having an auction to... Uh, a garage sale to uh, finance the trip. Uh-huh. And they were closing up. They were they were just about done. They were giving stuff away practically. And I walked in and there was this old Polaroid camera. Still had film in it. Had nine pictures left on it. And they were selling it for ten bucks. I said, you take a buck? So they took a buck for it. And I think I got $25 for it online. Okay. <laughs> Yep. You're a piece of work. All right, now I want to I want to go backwards here for a minute. Now this is how you're you're picking up cash as a grown up kid. How did you do it as a little kid to earn money to put in your bank? Oh, we had all kinds of ways to make money. Uh, collect models is a big one. Mm -hmm. Collect marbles. Bottles. 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 Returnable bottles. Did, I'm uh, sorry. Did did the bottles ever turn purple out in Vermont? I know they do out here in the desert. No. They never did. Okay. No. Yeah. And another, our biggest way of making money though was we we lived two doors down from a guy. I think I told you this story before. From a guy who he was really rich. He was like one of the major stockholders in the local country club. Uh huh. And he would sit on his back steps, right off his back porch, and drive golf balls out into the woods behind his house. <laughs> I don't recall that you told me that before. Okay, well, he would sit there for hours, and he would do that. We would go out there, 
every other weekend or so and collect his golf balls for him and sell them back to him for a quarter apiece. <laughs> 25 cents a piece? Oh, yeah, big money. Wow. Big, big money. You must have made a fortune. Oh, we did. I mean, there's three or four of us, so we didn't split it, but, you know. Yeah, matter of fact, a lot of times that's how we would finance... Uh, of course, you couldn't do this in today's world, but we would, we lived like five miles from uh, the state park, the beach. Three or four of us, you know, we'd get a bunch of money together, like that way or however we could do it. And we'd go down to the store, we'd buy some soda, some hamburger, and hot, or usually not hamburger, it was more expensive. We'd usually buy like hot dogs and buns. And we'd bike up to the beach by ourselves, no parents, nothing. Oh, well, we were talking 10, 11 years old. And have a cookout and go swimming all day. Wow. And then bike home. Yep. Sounds good to me. Do you remember, now this would be in, obviously, the warmer weather, so during a summer would have been the greatest time for you guys to go out and shag balls. Do you remember how much was the most you ever made in a summer doing that? Oh, God. But hot dogs, you wouldn't have kept it. Oh, I can't. Oh, man. We used to make a lot because he, he would... I bet we would go out probably two or three times a month, and we'd get at least 20 bucks every time. Each of you? Yeah, well, no, total. Total. Okay, well, that's not very many. That's four. That's like 80 balls, you know. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean he didn't, you know, he didn't hit thousands out there, but he'd hit, you know, he'd hit. Yeah. Okay, he'd go out and hit 100 or so. No, those, they are pricey. They are pricey items. I guess I I would give you twenty five cents to get one back. Yeah, and plus he didn't, you know he didn't have to go get them himself. Yeah, and he he was probably using good ones. I mean these were these were not ones he picked up out of <laughs> out of the woods over at the country club. He was buying Titleist and a couple of other really good brand names. There's still kids that do it at the golf course. They'll go they'll go along the rivers. Uh huh. Yeah, we had a kid who lost his arm. Um, out of the river, yeah. That, but to me, that was too much like work. These things were like, I mean, they were all over the place out there. But see, you don't have alligators up there. We have alligators down here. No, no alligators, no. No alligators, no. So you can go wading into the lakes and the and the water hazards and There's find them. pretty vicious squirrels, though. <laughs> Your quote, Fred. Your quote. Keep no, thinking. No, I'm going to make a deal with Fred. You can think about that and call us back later. Okay. 
that a deal? Okay. Yeah, right. You do that. And um, in the meantime, go through in your mind and come up with a couple of other really unusual treasures that you found in the barns. Okay, I got boxes of them, so. Go through your head, and uh, I will take either the name of the town or the name of the store. I'll give you both. How's that? All right, you do that. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. And there we go. Dear friend, 714-545-2071. How did you make money as a kid? Where do you put your money? What did you buy with your money? Did anybody ever make money with a lemonade stand for crying out loud? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Hello there. You're on with Patricia. Good evening, Walden and Patricia. Charles hey, from New Charles. Jersey. Hello, Charles from New Jersey. How are you? All right. And you? I am fine, thank you. So, did you make money when you were a kid? Yeah, way back then. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> Probably more than we're doing today. What What kind of things did you do to earn money when you were a kid? Well, since I'm here in the glorious Northeast, uh, shoveling snow. <laughs> Good. Okay. How much did you get for shoveling snow? Well, it was just, you know, just around the neighborhood, you know. I just, I didn't go every block or the whole town. I just went, you know, to certain neighbors who were elderly and all that. And yeah. Did you get paid by the hour or by the job? Just by the job. <laughs> by the hour. God, I would have dragged it out longer. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. Of course you would have. Well, or a shovel full, you know, one shovel full, five dollars. Right. Oh, but I had to walk it down the street. Or walk it, or walk it down to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> right. I had to wait for it to melt. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. Okay. So also, yeah, I also did that and uh, mowed the mowed lawns around grass around the area. You know. Okay, but how much how much did you make doing this? If you if you mowed the neighbor's lawn, what would you get from mowing a lawn? Well, the thing that annoyed me with that, people would ask me, you know, how much you charge. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a kind of person, I'm just going to say, uh, well, $25. If I said that, they'll look at you like, gee, you're a rip-off, you know? <laughs> or, you know, and then and they'll say, you know, how about 15 or 20 And I say, okay, fine. You got $20 for a lawn? Oh, yeah, I mailed it up to the person, yeah. For one, for one mowing? One mowing and one, you know, with the edging and all that, yes. I got robbed. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, I mean, well, I can't very well go back and say you owe me more money because I did such a great job on your lawn. I mean, I mowed lawns, too, Walden. Oh, wow. I was well, and what you guys were, they were big lawns. Oh, yeah, up here, yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, down here, you know, we don't have much yard out here, so. Uh. Even even when I have my house in that here, I'm in the same town, I have my house, my backyard, I consider it was like a golf course. Well, I did it all, but I did it all the time, you know, I'd yeah. be busy, so. Well, I, mean, I know my Uncle Walden, he had one of those tractors to mow the yard. Did, were those things popular up in the Northeast? Some people had them, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they go out, I, I think, I, well, I, I call them drive mowers, yeah. You know, but I use one of the, the regular push mowers, you know, it's uh -huh. kept, kept me in shape. <laughs> you, mean, you know, like push, push, not, not, uh, um, oh, what am I, what am I saying? Um, you know, a, 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 a motor lawnmower. 
electric. Uh, uh, electric, electric. Right. Not even electric. Uh, gas. I know the, yeah, I know the one Patricia means. Yeah, you, you push it, it goes, makes the noise. No, not one of them, no. Yeah. I use the gas mowers. <laughs> okay, a gas mower. Well, then what am I set at tonight? You're about three. Okay. You want me to drop you? No, that's okay. Okay. Boy, I cut that conversation. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Charles, what else did you do? That was about it. You know, there's the two main things. And well, make it $25 a yard. I would say you've been in pretty good shape. Boy, that would take care of me for the summer. Did I, I did that. Not, I don't, not only did I did it when I was a kid, I did it when I was, you know, which was the late 80s, and then I had the job. You know, I was working, and I came home and did that. And, and you did lawns? And, okay, when you were a kid, now how old were you when you first started cutting lawns and shoveling snow? Oh, God. Eesh. I'd say between ten and fifteen. Okay, so yeah. all right. So you didn't you didn't have um, a family to take care of or kids to raise. What did you do with your money? Spent it on things I wanted. <laughs> you didn't you didn't have a piggy bank. Did you have a piggy bank? Oy, oy, oy. Right. <laughs> did you know there was to be a test tonight? Uh, I, I probably did, but it didn't last long. <laughs> Sound like you got you fed it very often. Oh yeah, <laughs> poor. That's what it's for. Poor piggy. How about mechanical <laughs> banks? Did did you did your parents or family save any of the old bank items or currency? Do they have any old dollar bills or old coins? Yeah, my parents kept all. My late parents kept almost everything. God, <laughs> and now they yeah they 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 have couple boxes like of the old coins and all that and dollar and two dollar bills mm -hmm. which you don't find anymore today and they still have them well they're both deceased I don't know what the heck I did with them oh oh you gotta go find them I think I did try them one time they, I don't know if I was wrong well they didn't take them at the time I tried to you know cash them at the bank see if they'd take them they said no really? no what kind of what what kind of certificates were they they just were all the old money, the $2 bills and the old, you know, big coins. Well, wow. I, it sounds like you needed a collector and not a bank. I probably didn't think at the time, yeah. It's like... Yeah. Wow. I've got some information tonight that I'll go over when, and when we're finished about some really unusual coins. I did, I did my homework um, and dug up information about really unusual coins and currency. But what you're describing to me sounds like some of the things that I looked up and found in the really old places. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know where, the, I don't know where they got them from, though, but they, you know... Yeah. I'm in a box one time, and it was like, geez. Wow. So tell me, what kind of weather did I inflict on you this week? I apologize so much. I mean, I kept telling you oh. one night, it's going to oh. snow, it's going to snow, and boy, you guys got hammered up there. Well, since the last time we talked before New Year's? <laughs> yeah, I know, I, and I did it. I, I was giving you such a hard time, and it really did come true, and I'm not that powerful. Honestly, I'm not. How Don't worry, me, me and Walden talked off, off the air one night. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Then what? No, well, up to that that storm that uh, last time I talked to you. Yeah. Well, we got we got about I think it was eighteen to twenty inches. Yeah, you got a lot. 
You got a lot. See how powerful I am? I said it was coming, and it did. All right, then we got another one, which wasn't too bad. Did you have um, this week? We're supposed to get one. Oh, we're supposed to get snow showers today. We did not. And now this is the wacky weather. It's Monday night. We're supposed to get snow. Tuesday, it's supposed to be 40 in the 40s and rain, snow. What are they saying? Snow, sleep, freezing rain. Oh, yuck. <laughs> then changing the rain because it's going to be in the 40s Tuesday. Tuesday. Wow. And it's Tuesday night, back to snow, and then it's back in the high 30s after that. Charles, I did not do that. <laughs> I'm innocent. I did not do that. I'm responsible for the blizzard, but that's all. <laughs> hey, what, what can you do? Do you believe me? I believe it, yes. Okay. All right. You want a question? Well, I know that Sapphire question, I think. Okay, you can have the Sapphire question. Who was Sapphire? On Amos and Andy. If I can get his name right. I think that was, let's see, Kingfish's wife? It was Kingfish's wife, yes. George Kingfish Stevens. Very good. Hmm. You done good. Now, now that your your envelope is on its way, I can send you another one. Because <laughs> the one that you asked for before is on its way. Tell me what I can send you. What kind of shows would you like? Well, I don't know what you put on the other one, so. Well, <laughs> if you hold on, I can tell you. Don't go away. Keep talking. Keep talking. And so what then, the are you there? What's the weather tonight, Charles? Cold. Cold? <laughs> Cold. Okay. It's in the 20s. Well, it's not a little warm here. I get turned on the fan. <laughs> yeah, I got the ceiling fan going right now. It's got to be in the 70s today. So I'm going to open the window. Okay. Charles, I sent you... Uh, samples of old-time radio shows. You weren't sure the last time, and I said, well, I could put together a whole bunch, and you tell me if there's something in there. But you had sent me an email that also had items in there that you like. Like, I recall that one of them was the Lone Ranger. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, well, um, give, me, give me one of those, and I will put them on a CD for you. All right, I'll just like... Also, I know David Nelson died. You have any, or can you get any Ozzy and Harriet? Um, I don't have any, but I will look. Uh -oh. If I can't find any, what else could I do? Uh oh. Hmm. <laughs> let's see. Oh, this is so hard. Not <laughs> the Green Hornet. Let's see. Not excited about that one. You want? Do you like the Green Hornet? That suspense. I have suspense. Okay, that's good. All right. Oh, that's right. You like the spooky stuff, huh? That's right. It's a suspense. It's like me and Walter when we stand at the refrigerator. We're in suspense like what we're going to eat. <laughs> okay. If not, you'll get suspense. Okay. I will look and see if I can find some Ozzy and Harriet. And thank you for reminding us that uh, David Nelson died this week um, at age 74. And Margaret Whiten died. Margaret Whiting died. Yeah, we lost two really special people. Another movie actress died today, Susan York. I don't know if that's... Susan York. Yeah, she was popular in Britain. She did a couple movies here. One with, uh, I think, Jane Fonda. They died with their boots on. I don't know. That's what I read. I don't read. I don't, you know, I'm not a no. movie person, so most of these things sail right by me. You mention a famous name, and I'll say, who? 
because I, you know, I, I just, I'm not into movies. I say I'm not into them. I don't have the patience to sit through a movie. I have to do it in pieces. So if I have a movie on a DVD, I'm more likely to get through it because I can watch it for 15 or 20 minutes and then go do something and come back and, and do it again. It's hard to do that when you're either in the movies or even on television unless you've got special equipment. So I'm, not, I'm kind of a dunce when it comes to movies. But Remember, I sent you an email too, Patricia, about two weeks ago about, I don't know if you ever received it, about old-time radio books. Uh-huh, and I, I sent you a link to BearManorMedia.com, which has... Got it. Uh, that's a huge collection of old-time radio books up there. Because I never got the link. Oh, goodness. I sent it to you. I will, I will send it again. Well, no problem. Yeah, that's a, I get so much email, maybe I just... <laughs> maybe it, if, the, it if the address don't hit me, that the email address don't hit me right away, it's like, huh? Okay, Deb, well, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, getting one from Hotmail, you, you tend to overlook a Hotmail and a Yahoo more than... No, that's the most likely, yeah, you think, oh, I don't know this address, that, no, sorry if I did that, but it just... <laughs> I, will, I will send it again. Um, it's BearManorMedia.com. And uh, they are friends of old-time radio. They've got a huge collection of old-time radio books. Walden knows virtually all of them. So if Cause, Yeah, because we were talking, I don't mean to cut, cut you off, but we were talking one night, me and Walden, I just took out of my library. I got two books on Jack Benny, uh -huh. and, I, and I got one book on uh, Bur George Burns and another book on Alice Faye. Uh -huh. So I'm trying to keep not a lot out there in the library anyway, but... Well, there are quite a few up at this site, and if there are some that look interesting, and you talk to Walden about it, he'll tell you which, you know, if you come back and say which of these three are the ones you recommend, or is the one you recommend, he'll be able to do it. He's a good guy. Yes, he is, because I told him the two Jack Benny books that I'm, I'm reading, and he said, oh, those are great books, and I was okay. <laughs> See? I told you. Jack Benny went through a lot, that's for sure. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay, Charles, I will go looking for Ozzie and Harriet, and if I can't find Ozzie and Harriet, I will give you suspense. And um, please stay safe this week, because it sounds like it's going to be brutal stuff in the weather. Well, that's right. Well, as Walden knows, my job, it's, um, it's looking good. I'm getting back there eventually, but I'm not going to be right away. But Yeah. Well, it's looking, but it's looking good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's looking good. Okay, you have yourself a safe week. Be safe, and I will get some shows out to you. All right, thank you, Patricia. Thanks for calling. Have a great night. You too. Have a good night, Walter. All right, y'all. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071 our number. Uh, the theme is money. The theme is, what did he do with the kid that earned money? What did he do to save the money? What did he do to spend on the money? It's a great topic. Money, money, money. Hello, here, Patricia. Hey, hi, it's David hey. from uh, Alabama. Hello, David. David, how are you? Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to get time to call, but I, I try to listen when I can. <laughs> well, gee, Willikers, I don't know what's taking up your time. Oh, a baby that's about to explode in the other room, but at the moment she's... Uh, How is she doing? Oh, she's doing fine. Well, she's not... Crawling around, all that good stuff. She's about one, right? Uh, not quite. Not quite. Ten okay. months. Wow. See, I'm, I'm telling you, she is just incredible. I mean, it seems like... I 
think I told you this in an email, I have stopped asking people how old their children are because, of course, every year they grow, I have grown a year. So it's a little disarming when I, when I say, oh, gosh, he was so cute at three, and they tell me he's 33 now, you know, those kinds of things. So I tend not to ask people, but really it's, I mean, you were just in the chat room last week telling us that your new baby was here. Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm an old guy, too, so this is a, I'm over 50. My father was over 50 when he had me, so she's going to have a grandfather who was born in 1905. Oh my goodness. Oh, and you, as a history person, will be able to translate all of this family history. Oh, we got tons of stuff, yeah. Oh, gosh. All kinds of great. I, I hogged all of that stuff. Now I, yeah, I have someone to give it to. Now, your dad, you said, was born in 1905? Mm-hmm. What kind of work did he do? He was uh, with the highway department in, in Minnesota. Uh-huh, in Minnesota. And we would be driving around, and he would, you know, always tell us, I, I helped build that bridge. And one time he took us on a highway that was unfinished, and uh, it was very sort of exciting. It was, you know, when they were still sort of, the freeways were still expanding. He took us uh -huh. on this freeway for like 30 miles, and it was unfinished, and we just took a shortcut. How cool. Oh, I, I really like that. Now, was he in charge of um, road crews, for example, when it snowed? I, I, no, he was more in the design area. Uh, so, so engineering, you know, planning the roads and the, the bridge and, you know, supervising the construction, that kind of thing. Okay, so, I mean, he, was, he, he wasn't on a day-to-day on a -day hands-on type thing. He was on the professional level where he was... He was doing the design work and... Yeah, but he'd be out there. He'd be out there. Uh, you know, it's sad to say I'm not sure exactly what he did in this job. But his title was a, a civil engineer. Okay. All right. So how, how did you wind up in the history arena? Um, well, I, I, I was a ma had several different majors, and I always liked history. Huh? So I, I had business, and that lasted for about uh, two weeks. And then I was... Uh, <laughs> I was a political science major for a while, but that didn't move me. And then I was a uh, journalism major, and I, I, that was something I, I was I thought pretty good at. But then I didn't like the idea of having to write an article. You know, get this article done. You have no choice as to what topic it's going to be on, and it's got to be done by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then everybody's going to forget about it in another year. Yeah. Um, so sort of by default. I ended up going into the area that I enjoyed, and my parents are very encouraging, because my grandfather had been a, a Lutheran minister, so they sort of saw me as a, you know, him as the scholar in the family before I came along. How interesting. You know, I, I did a very rude thing and just started asking you questions without introducing you. Would you introduce yourself? Um, oh, well, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say? I, I'm from Alabama. I teach at the, uh, uh, I'm originally from Minnesota. I teach at the University of Alabama in the history department. That's what I wanted to hear. This is it now. About uh, bank uh, bank robberies. Yes. Um, yes. I, yes. wrote a paper on this a long time ago, and uh, named Larry Schweikert, and he he said that he looked at the old West and tried to track down all the bank robberies. Uh huh. And he said that they were very, very, very rare. No kidding. It hardly no. ever happened. I mean, they happened once in a while, and you got a lot of publicity, but. Um, he said that they just didn't go for banks. Uh, uh, you know, when when they were robberies, they would go after stagecoaches and, and trains and that kind of thing. More, much more often. Partly because it was just so difficult to rob banks. 
because they were right in the middle of town and you know everybody was armed and <laughs> you were you were sort of conspicuous uh, uh, and, and so people just didn't try very often. Well, you know that makes a whole lot of sense, but it's really disappointing when now when I look at the cowboy movies, <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, that never really happened. But it makes sense that you'd rob a stagecoach out in the middle of nowhere because the only person you'd have to shoot would be the one riding shotgun. You were talking about Frank James earlier. I don't know if you saw the new True Grit movie. No, I didn't. It was very good, but it had a kind of put down at Frank James at the end. <laughs> I won't reveal the ending, but it was not a very positive uh, statement on, on Frank James. It's, it's a great movie, though. It's wonderful. I guess you can't. It's a movie I've seen in, in, in a long time. I guess you can't be a bank robber and have something really fun and nice come out at the end, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, that was sort of part of it. Now, was, was, were the James brothers up in your neck of the woods in Minnesota? They, they robbed a, uh, I'm not sure if that was a bank robbery. It might have been. Um, they, you know, see, they did occur, but they just were, were not common. Uh, but that was in Northfield. Northfield, Minnesota. So they made their their, and I don't know a lot of details about that, but that that was uh, that was you know their furthest pr probably move north because they were really based in Missouri. Uh huh. It's it's so exciting to read about these people, but I think living at the time was <laughs> it was probably a terrible lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's so much romance that's wrapped in people. I keep mentioning John Dillinger because I, I saw a History Channel um, death mask. They, they did a, a, a really big piece about death masks, and John Dillinger was one who had a death mask gun. So whenever we talk about gangsters, uh, John Dillinger is the one that's in my head. But... Um, they said, they, they said the bank robberies became much more common in the 1930s, partly because the you know the uh, automobile, and they could get away faster. Yeah. Because you know you would just immediately have people pursuing you, and you need to get a change of horses and all of that. And then when the automobile comes in, you know if you plan it well, you can be on the road and 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 quite far away by the time they have a chance to to catch up with you. 